Good evening, all my wonderful listeners today. It is Sunday, September 6th, and I'd love to welcome you to the thrift stores and coffee shops. I'm glad you stopped on by. The door is always open. And of course, I am your host, Ebony Cherie, your coffee bartender, always serving up a good old topic to help encourage and inspire you in your walk and your journey. So I'm just really here eating some, um, I like to call them bootleg cookies. They're like the samosas. I think that's what you call them. Um, Girl Scouts, but they're a different version of them, and they're really good. I'm not really a big sweets person. Well, kind of sorry I am, but I don't eat them as much. <laughs> but today I had some dinner, so I just decided to give me some cookies afterwards. But in any case, I don't want to waste any more time shitty being a chatty Kathy. Um, on my heart, when I was walking my dog, I felt um, this curve. This, um, I guess, thought to talk about the courage and having courage to change and courage, courage to walk, you know, and grow and um, just doing things that you've always wanted to do, but doing things differently than what you normally would do, if that makes sense. So I guess a little background about me would be, um, I kind of came to a realization that there was just some things that I needed to really let um, it could have been um, stages of moving on from certain relationships that it was just time to move forward because God was leading me to that direction or a job or um, constantly going through certain cycles. That's been big in my life. Um, and also just going through having to go through these hoops with being sick. Um, I talk about it in my book about like going through a process of um, being like that woman with the issue of blood and how I it was time to get a hold of what that issue was that was holding me back um, from moving forward in my healing because it was like sporadic. It would be like, okay, I'm not feel good this time. And then the next time I would feel good. And then most of the time it'd be, I feel bad. And I'm like, what is going on? It took years of processing and years of trying to, you know, get over hurdles and healing and counseling and stuff like that, just to get to the root of some of the things that I was dealing with, which a lot of it was unforgiveness and bitterness. That's why the name of the book is The Power of Forgiveness, <laughs> um, but it was suppressed stuff. So in the event of that, I had learned that not all the time does it take other people um, doing something different, but a lot of the times it takes something for you to do different um, if you want to see different results, right? People talk about insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, but we know that that's not going to happen if you expect different results, but you keep doing the same thing. This goes for people that work out, um, that don't work out, <laughs> or people that, you know, start a business and they don't grow in that business because they keep doing the same thing and they're wondering why they're not making any money and they're done that. But <laughs> in the event, I feel like God has really put on my heart about talking about the courage to change. Like, do you really have that courage within within you to do something different, to change? And I wanted to actually read the definition of courage. Um, and what I found, of course, online, when I first Google, the first definition that shows up, it is a noun, which we know nouns are persons, faces are things. Let's go back to our vocabulary in elementary and middle school. Um, it says the ability to do something that frightens one, which I find that's funny. Ability to do something that frightens one. Strength in the face of pain or grief. 
It's actually a really good definition. And then similar words to it are pluck, valor, and bravery. Braveness, courageousness, and pluckness, which added on there. But I think that's a really cool definition, actually. I just want to kind of stay there and marinate in that. <laughs> it's actually doing something that frightens somebody. So it's like literally taking that fear that might be inside of you and going forward with it anyway. You know, a lot of people say, do it. If you're going to do it, do it scared. Do it, you know, come to another place um, to do something different. Jump off the, you know, the diving board. If you've always been afraid to swim. And that was actually a, a fear of mine. And I was at a youth camp <laughs> as a youth counselor, like scared. And the 16 year old was like, okay, just jump in. He showed me how to do it first. But I had always been scared to, to dive. Always. I could jump in the pool. I could jump in the deep end. But you wouldn't catch me diving. But that moment in time, I like faced my fear. And honey, I took my little hands and I did them the way I was supposed to do. And I dove in. And it just felt so good to do it. I'm like, oh, my God, I dove in. And I actually was scared, but I did it. And I actually didn't drown. You know, I was OK with it. Um, you know, but I feel like that's what it takes. It takes you doing something scared. It takes you doing something that may even be painful. Sometimes when we have to go back into those roots of bitterness and hurt and pain that maybe our parents caused us, our friends, ex-friends, ex-boyfriends, ex-man, ex-fiance, ex-husband, whatever you want to say, you know, ex-coach, whatever, it's painful. You know, if somebody in your family told you you were stupid years ago and you always carried that on your forehead and it was within your spirit, that's going to be tough to go back and really realize, man, somebody, that person really did call me stupid. And I really started to feel like I was stupid because I could never feel like I could overcome this certain subject in school. Or I never felt like I could actually go to college because I felt stupid because that word was literally planted in your soul. You got to release that. You got to forgive them. And then you may have to go to them and tell them, you know, that one time you called me stupid and I really felt like I was stupid. And I really didn't appreciate you calling me stupid. Like sometimes you just have to go to that person, that person. And if they're, you know, have since passed away or moved on with their life or you no longer talk to them. You need to just release that and ask God to help you heal from that. Because sometimes it's then those little things that really do hurt us. And I think sometimes we don't realize some of those things could be stopping us to change because we are not realizing that it's all within us. Like if you don't realize something is wrong, how are you ever going to fix it? You know what I'm saying? Like that saying is, if it ain't broke, you can't fix it, you know, but we know it's broke. So we need to try to fix it, you know. And I would encourage you to allow for God to help you fix it. Because a lot of times we try to be fixing people. You know, women, we're so good at trying to fix our man, right? Trying to change him, trying to make him be who we want him to be in God. Or make him be the man, the great man of potential that you see in him. But it ultimately has to be on him to make certain changes that you see that he could do better. You know, things that he could do better, he can do different. And I would say this even in a, a face of, uh, not adversity, but a face of relationships, it's like, Take a look within yourself. Are you the one that's holding him back from actually making those changes? Because sometimes you could be the issue too. It's like, change is you. Like, what can you do different to help him to change? And sometimes it takes process. You know, he might have to realize some things are wrong. And you have to keep praying for that certain issue in his life and just keep loving him through it. Or, you know, you might have to do something different in order for him to kind of tweak the way that he's doing things. It may be the way that you're saying things. It may be the way that you're coming at him, your actions. You know, I don't know. But um, that's just one example. It could be your children. You know, sometimes as parents, you expect your children to do something a certain kind of way. And they just ain't going to budge because they're stubborn just like you. Amen. <laughs> Maybe you need to stop being so stubborn. You need to let up a little bit or stop trying to, like control the situation and just give it to God and just be like, God, help me to give them more ultimatums when it comes to choices, because that's how life really is. Life is all about choice. And there are some things when God is like, you know, in a word, you know, your children obey your parents for this is right in the Lord, but maybe you have to be the one to kind of give them the choice 
as far as when it goes to obedience. You know, A is uh, action. You know, B is butt whooping. <laughs> C is <laughs> care and love, which means that, you know, when you do the action, you get a butt whooping, but afterwards I give you care and love and I show you boo-boo that I love you and I had to discipline you because you was wrong. How many times has God had to do that to us? We have gotten a pow-pow, a butt whooping, a spank-spank, whatever you want to call it, you know, and we've had to tear up and get our butt in order and God has had to release us from that. And he loves on us after that. He'll still bless you. Even when you do wrong, he'll discipline you. Then he'll bring you back to speed and help you to get back into the place that you need to be. And that's, I think, how you know, you as a parent would and probably should do. Um, you know, I mean, there's times where I have to discipline my dog. I actually had to do it today. She kept biting me, um, you know, and in a playful bite. She doesn't bite generally, but because she's playing and she tries to pounce at the same time and I'm trying to teach her, she's still puppy. Um, like, and God like guides me, you know, trying to teach her. He's like, don't hit her. You know, of course you don't hit dogs, but sometimes I'd probably be like, look, girl. Um, but I found a trick <laughs> that helps me or a tool, excuse me, like to say trick, but it was a tool that I saw on TikTok, this guy that trains dogs and uses uses that tool. And I was like, let me use this. And it's actually a little um a little thing you do to help them stop biting when they're even play biting. And it worked. She sat her tail right down next to me and just curled up in a ball and I'm rubbing her head like, uh-huh, yeah. You know, you might want to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, it's like she wants my attention and I know why she's doing it. But at the same time, like if I'm doing something, I'll need you to come in here and try to pounce on me and bite me because I'm trying to play with you. Um, but then it did cause me to get up and kind of like, okay, let me move around and, you know, play with her because she is bored, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, you got to discipline, you know, you got to work on some things and try to get things in order in your own home, you know, as whether you have children, a dog, uh, you know, your teacher in the classroom, whatever it takes, you know, it's it's taking back uh, that, that authority in some shape um, or fashion. But I just definitely wanted to come on here and encourage those of you who may be struggling or maybe in uh, a heap of trying to figure out what to be different, especially in this time that we're in. It's such a weird season. There's so many different things going on with people dying and passing away, like random people. like, And with, you know, a pandemic going on and we're dealing with people being employed, unemployed, people starting businesses, taking risks. God has, you know, really been pushing provision, I mean, even in my life and, you know, so many different things that I've had to step out on faith and do. I couldn't believe that I literally wrote a book in the first, first like two months um, between July and August. And I finished before August was over and it was already published. Like that took so much grit, determination. I started making notes, of course, last year, um, the year before last year, excuse me, but I didn't actually start writing until now. So it's been literally like two years. Um, but it's like God and the voice of reason has really been helping me. And I, you know, I listen to certain people on YouTube and get encouraged by certain people. I don't listen to a lot of people that I feel like God is speaking through, but I'm very cautious and careful about who I choose to listen to, but it's been a really great season. And even in the midst of what I feel like, God, are you still going to do this that you say you're going to do? Like the promises that he is going to do. Sometimes he works on you taking that courage and leap of faith to do something that he asked of you to do. And then he'll meet you there too. Um, I think a lot of times we look for the pie in the sky, right? We look for that, that supernatural increase or we just want money to fall down like it's just supernatural. And sometimes God does. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I've found many a different dollars on the ground. $5 I've found. I've found $10 before. I've found $50 before. Oh, that one was great. But I had a really rough time on my ride back home. And so I was literally crying in tears. I'm like, oh my God, is my life going to get any better? And that's when I found that $50. So I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> 
it was a moment in time, you know, but it was just like God has really definitely provided for me in that, those ways. Yes. Pray to God and ask him to let you find some money. I never prayed and asked, but it was always random times where he was just like, I'm providing for you. Um, I got your back. You're not going to be in this thing alone. And it's not going to feel like this is going to be the worst of your days. You know, you are, it's going to get better. It has to, you know, life is not supposed to be so hard that it never seems like it gets better. And I know for some, it feels like that. And trust me, I have had my days. I'm telling you, you need to get that book so, so you can read my story. And you will only know it only got better from me really releasing it to God and really having the help that I need. And um, there's this thing that I've listened to, this young lady by the name of Nisi TV, and she talks about destiny helpers. And my thing is, if you have that courage to jump and change, you're going to need people that are going to help hold you accountable. And my, my question to you, as she would say to us is, um, or what I would post to you is, who do you think your destiny helpers are? Who is that? person or those people, which it may be a select few, that are going to help you walk into your destiny, who are going to shield you, protect you, honor you in the gift that you have, and also push and rely on you to help them in some cases, you know, but push you into your destiny, you know, that butterfly, you know, you're going through your process about to get out your cocoon, who's going to be flying with you? You know, you want other butterflies that are in the same caliber they may be different colors you know everybody's gonna be different yeah I don't feel like any butterfly is the same even when they have the same type of wing color you know every every butterfly is still unique I feel like even if they have the same colors so I guess my question to you is who are those people I would write down five and if you don't feel like you have five write down three and if you don't feel like you have three write down one you know there might be two people and maybe just your parents you know, have always supported you or it may be a really close friend of yours who was always championing you, was never jealous of you. You know how women can be or doesn't compare herself to you um, and just really honors you and things that God has called you to. And I, I really would encourage you to continue to march on, you know, do the things that you really feel in your heart set out to do and make a goal list. Let me make a plan list and give yourself a deadline. And I, I never was good on deadlines for myself, only like when I have like papers and stuff that I know I had to get it done. So I had to kind of rush or I had to do things or I tried, you know, or you had to have your reading done by a certain time if you were a student or whatever. But this time around, I gave myself an actual deadline for my book. And August 25th was it. And honey, I had that thing published by the 24th. And I was very proud of myself because I was like, you know what, I'm not going to you know, pussyfoot around with this thing. I got to figure out how to get this thing formatted. And I formatted it like four or five times. <laughs> like I couldn't even... But I had to get it right in order for it to go on. And honestly, it wasn't even perfect. You know, I might have had a typo or two, maybe a bit out of format the way that, um, you know, Amazon did it. But the point was I got it done. And that was one act of obedience that I'm so glad that I actually got done. I patted myself on the back because I was like, it's not going to be fall and I'm not going to be done with this. No, we can do this in summertime before we even cross over to fall. And so it was a courage, a piece of my courage that I had to take from within me and, and, and give it out. And sometimes you don't even feel like you might be in a state like other Arthur's are. I mean, I could feel myself being a certain kind of way or feeling some type of way, but I started to like get over that. I was like, whatever, somebody will be blessed by this book. You know, I've already gotten a really great review about it. And a lot of people have, you know, just reached out to me and was going to, you know, just support me in that. And that feels good. You know, you have those that you're not really sure how to gauge, you know, but it's just even courage under fire. It's like, even if you feel like you're in the muck and mire of your life, something's going on bad, you still want to be able to step out on faith and do something that you've never done before. I think that's when we get blessed. I think that's when God really sees us become, um, you know, he helps us to become those people that we were always meant to be and those do those things we were always meant to do. And my thing is, I always urge people 
Don't look at what you were, you know, look at what you always were supposed to be. And inside of us, God already said, and I believe it's in Ephesians 1, that we've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing. So that that business that you want to start, that mogul empire that you want to build for God and the kingdom of God, that organization that you want to build for youth, that was already placed in your heart. Because Jeremiah 29 and 11, you already know what that says. If you don't, I'll post that in the the, the bio description as well as everything else that I referenced. But God has already planted those seeds in your heart. Sometimes we go our own way. So sometimes we try to figure out how it's going to work out. Sometimes we try to do it in our own strength. And God is like, nah, I got this. He makes it a lot easier for us than we think. You know, it is going to take work. You do have to put action behind those things that he called you to do. But at the end of the day, I think we make it harder on ourselves when we do it on our own. And I've been guilty of that. And that's something that I've really struggled with. And I'm asking God to help me. So why don't y'all keep me in prayer? Courage to change. This has been a wonderful podcast, I have to say, I think, myself. And I just want to be uplifting to you guys anytime you come on. And I'm wishing you the best. And let's put in that courage and let's get on our change boat. All right? God bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.